Hello and welcome to episode four of the Micro Moguls podcast. This episode, I am going to be talking a little bit about the big news this week, Micro Acquire raising some more money. I'm also going to be talking about an idea around courses, an update on who I will be using to run my portfolio of companies, and then a little bit about podcast updates and other ideas I'm exploring at the moment. So first up, Micro Acquire announced that they raised uh, some money from uh, Bessemer and Naval Ravikant, and then a second round of 3.5 million, I think it was, from pretty much a who's who of Twitter entrepreneurs, or entrepreneurs that use Twitter, I should say. I have been following MicroArchive for a long time. My Twitter platform of 100 followers obviously wasn't uh, strong enough for Andrew to reach out to me to invest, but if he did, I would definitely um, consider investing. I think MicroAcquire has a lot of opportunity in the marketplace to grow, and I'm super keen to follow where they're going to be heading in the next year. The other interesting thing that I'd recommend checking out on the, with this news of the raise was Andrew's laid out his plans that he sent to the investors about where he thinks opportunities are, where he wants uh, MicroAcquire to, to kind of head towards. In general, this was kind of heading up market, helping people do bigger deals, streamlining the process all into one platform with a few other possibilities like possibly going to offline uh, businesses as well and listing those in the future as well. As uh, I obviously didn't invest, so I wasn't uh, part of the investment group that was listed, but it got me thinking about what other ideas there were based on it, on the news of that raise. So as MicroAcquire grows, becomes a bigger platform, what else are people going to need? So a couple of these that I thought of off the top of my head were brokers. So that was the other big news in that video that Andrew released um, down the track. It's not live yet, but entrepreneurs or sellers are going to be able to choose brokers to help represent them obviously that's super key on bigger deals as you talk bigger money and helps um, emotions stay out of it and you get to have someone with experience who's been through the sell process before to help represent you and talk to potential but i think a lot of the big brokerages obviously have their own private brokers but then having this model where a broker gets a cut of these deals but you have to um pitch yourself to represent the sellers that's going to be an opportunity for some brokers to become the recognized brokers on the micro acquire platform and build a reputation there now so that as soon as the marketplace grows you're well positioned to to get more deals and brokers is an interesting model getting a percentage of every deal is can work out to be super uh, super profitable other Random ideas around the platform is searches. I obviously love deal flow. I think it's still time consuming to search the marketplaces. Obviously, if one marketplace becomes the one that has all the deals, then that would save a lot of time. But I think in reality, there's still going to be multiple marketplaces and searching between those and trying to find the parameters that fit your buyer's search parameters still takes a bit of work because uh, you have to go in, you can't see all the information publicly. You have to go in and verify some of the details and make sure they make sense for, for your buyer and what they're looking for. So someone who offers that as a service and then um, gives a, a short list of ones that have passed those parameter checks onto the buyer uh, will be a massive time saving for someone. So that there's a lot of value you can add. The third one I thought of was advisors. We have quite a few people in the chief operators community that have experience in certain niches and would be interested in advising people that are buying a site in specific in their specific niche whether that's environment ideas for how to make your 
product environmentally friendly, someone who's passionate about that, or whether it's about uh, B2B SaaS, how to get sales. I think it'd be really interesting when you buy a company to be able to get an advisor on board that's kind of been there, done that, and give you an idea on where you should grow. It can save a lot of time once you buy a site. There's probably platforms out there that do this advisor sort of role. I haven't seen any specifically for people buying come, but I think that's an interesting opportunity. There's definitely advisors that would like to do it because it's they enjoy it and it would be profitable. And I think there would be a demand from buyers to to do that after they've bought the the deal, which will be kind of outside the micro require platform. And the last one after doing your deal is looking for operators. So chief operators helps to, to solve this, but who's going to be running your deal? Obviously some of the smaller deals, you're gonna be owner operator and you're gonna be running it yourself until you're big enough to hire someone. But at some of the bigger deals, there's definitely going to be opportunities for operators to come in, have experience to run those deals. Everyone wants to hire someone that has experience in in that niche or vertical. So if you have experience in that niche or vertical and someone buys a site in that niche, then you're going to be on the hot list to, to be asked if you want to be involved, which is obviously an interesting position to get those opportunities sent to you. I'm actually going to go in a little bit now into into micro moguls and give a, a short update on what I've been doing so far. So as a brief recap, I'm looking to buy a SaaS company and put an operator in to to use that model as a case study of how I've set, set up the deal structure for that first deal. I think there's three main options that you can consider when you do go out and buy a site. You can run it yourself. That makes great sense if you have time to run the sites, especially if you have more time than money. So if you're starting out, it's one of your first acquisitions, or you're looking to build a track record, definitely go and run the SaaS company yourself. Even when you end up hiring someone in the future, if you've done the role already, you, you have a much better idea of who to hire, which makes your um, hiring process a lot more efficient because you're picking the right people. The downside is I think there's only 168 hours in a week. So you might be able to run your first SaaS company. And then as you add a second one, you might, if you pushed it, be able to run two. I don't think your work-life balance would be that great. And then obviously once you get to three, I think it's pretty unlikely that you're going to be able to run three. So that's the kind of limits of running running sites yourself. Second option to consider would be hiring a manager. You can put someone in to run the operations. You get to keep 100% of the equity and you just give them a salary. I think this is um, a solid option for some people. You get to keep 100% of the company and just put someone in at a salary. The downsides to that is you have to do a bit more of the CEO work. So the strategic direction where the company's going to be running, which is a, a time pressure on you. And depending on the manager, some training and implementation type stuff is, is required to make sure everything keeps, keeps growing if you're going to be in charge of the growth side. I view managers very much as keeping the status quo. So making sure the wheels don't fall off and make keeping the company running. So if that fits your playbook, then that could be a good option to hire someone for, as a manager. And the third option is hiring an operator. Operator, I tend to define as someone looking to grow the company. I think in the traditional business world, you, you would call them more kind of a CEO. But I think operator has a bit more flexibility for people buying sites because sometimes the, the smaller sites, they are one-person teams or two-person teams and freelancers. I think uh, giving your operator aligned incentives, so giving them a bit of equity is an interesting option because uh, it frees up your time. It means you're all working towards the same goal. And the essential one there is freeing up your time to go and do more deals. So if your time's better spent going and doing a second deal or a third deal 
or as you get bigger 10th 11th 12th that's when your your time gets even more valuable as you can reinvest money and choose your allocation of resources which is where i think a, a lot of people want to be ending up choosing what where to put money in rather than running these companies day to day I think the ultimate example of that is Andrew Wilkinson with Tiny Capital. He puts CEOs in, I think they do a monthly call maybe, or might even be quarterly, where they get a report just purely on the numbers. And they've obviously scaled that to a large number of companies now, all with their own independent CEOs, which frees up their time to go and decide where they want to invest in, in the future. Uh, specifically for micro moguls for, and for SaaS products, they are... Most SaaS products are pretty expensive early on, just in time or human capital. You need an operator to grow the site. So SaaS needs good marketing to be able to get people, a nice flow of people through the door to convert. But they also require a developer to build the product, make sure it's running and obviously grow the product, adding features. Both of those at experience levels are expensive if your SaaS product is in the micro SaaS world. I see a lot of people doing uh, micro SaaS products as the operator and the developer. So they're marketing the site as well as developing the product. Those people are crazy talented to be able to both grow a product and build it. Oftentimes I've seen a lot of people that are good at building a product and the product's pretty solid, but they kind of flame out after six months because they're not getting the money in that to justify the time to do it. And that's mainly a marketing and sales type issue, either marketing B2C or if it's B2B, then sort of a sales team putting a salesperson in. What this means is it's really hard to bootstrap buying SaaS companies because you have to buy smaller and smaller is harder. I think the benefits are once you can grow that one larger deal, SaaS is super scalable. So you don't actually have to have too many extra people in. So a lot of that extra margin just grows up as you double. A lot of that second double is um, profit. And then as you keep scaling from there, it becomes a really sustainable business with MRR being high and team count being fairly low compared to some of the other models where team count can can grow as you grow and you can kind of end up making the same money just because your fixed cost margins keep going up. So I've been thinking about this and talking to different people in the space. I had some really interesting conversations this week about different SaaS products. I think there's going to be something interesting about how to bootstrap a SaaS portfolio. I'm not sure yet what the correct answer is. There's a few people trying a few different methods. And I think in kind of three to six months when we see the results of some of those, it'll be interesting to see how people are starting their portfolios with their first deal and how they're getting to their second and third. Because I think it does get easier as you get grow with scale. One alternative idea I've been thinking about is communities. Obviously, most of my career has been based on the back of communities. I think they're interesting as they can be pretty profitable. They um, do require a little bit of moderating, but it's not as technical as a developer. It's a little bit easier to find someone passionate about your community to help you moderate it. And I think I've been doing a few calls with people that are selling communities. And I think there's some interesting models there to, to grow those uh, communities also have amazing revenue options. So once you have a community of people that are passionate and you're providing a lot of value and engagement, then you have different options to, to be able to monetize that by partnering with people or affiliating or paid membership. You pretty much have most business models sort of open to you once you have some 
passionate people around you. So that's kind of the update so far on micro moguls. No solid progress, but some interesting conversations on which way to go with with operators and how to put them involved in the sort of micro micro SaaS world. One idea that came up from talking to people this week was about courses. I I'm sure if you're on Twitter, you've seen courses are super popular. There's off probably a week doesn't go by where someone doesn't release a course, a new course about something. I think in the last week, Nick from Sweaty Startup released a course. He mentioned on Twitter he did three hundred thousand. I think it was in three days. Also, if you want to check out, Colin Keeley has released a course in DPE, which is teaching teaching people how to do this micro private equity, everything from finding deals to to buying them. And this got me thinking that people on Twitter that have a reputation to do a course are probably already successful financially. So I was speaking to some people in the more traditional M&A world and they make enough money from doing investments. So that's where they want to invest their time. They don't have time to launch a course, but they have a big following on Twitter and they have an incentive there that they would like their extra income, but without having to do all of the time sort of effort working out how do I launch a course? How do I market it? What platform should I put the course on? That sort of stuff. And the extra income's not big enough to be to justify them going and learning all that stuff when they could just be doing what they're already doing and enjoying. And the second thing I thought of is that they want the course to look good. So you kind of want experts in, you don't want it to look as you have an audience, you don't want it to look like a, a dodgy course. You want it to, to look good and give value as well. So I thought it'd be really interesting if someone released even an agency um, that helps people launch courses. So you literally do what some people have done is just go look at the people with big Twitter following. So maybe 20,000 and up, or maybe ideally 50,000 and up, maybe start at 20 and then say, Hey, I would love to um, partner with you. I will give you a profit share and I will do all of the effort to set up the course. Obviously the person's going to have to record, um, some of the course themselves. So there's going to be some time element, but if you can take all the back end stuff away, setting up the course platform, all of the structure behind that, and then help them with the promotion side of it, uh, marketing side of it. And I think that's interesting because courses make really good passive money. So if you took a split, you'd, you could still do well from even a smallish split out of that. And I think most people with a decent following can launch a successful course. I think once you have a certain number of followers, as long as it's in a certain niche, you can launch a course and, and get sales just based off that audience. I think if you combine that with someone who's an expert in marketing courses and knows the right communities to post it and how to, how to help share interest in it, I think you could build a really uh, profitable agency. And then once your agency is well known for that, you can kind of go up the chain to bigger and, and bigger, uh, Twitter people. I know Maven in the space is sort of doing this because they're releasing a cohort based course platform. So reaching out to, to people in the popular Twitter world to release a course on their platform, which I think is smart, but I still think there's an interesting thing there for someone who has a bit of hustle. I don't think you need too many skills to launch that either. You're really just going out, make sure you're good at cold emailing, make sure you're good at sales and make sure you're good at really hustling and getting things moving. Cause I think the hard part would be getting people to, to agree to it and then getting people to record the content for the course part. But once you have a track record, I think you would, it would just get easier and easier. And I think a logical place to start is actually in the M and a world, either in the physical businesses world or online world.
I think there's a lot of appetite for a course in that in that world at the moment. I wouldn't have the time to or the bandwidth to do that model, but if anyone wants to do it and they want some ideas or bounce ideas off, there's a few people I spoke to that would be interested in talking and I'm happy to give ideas where I can as well. So lastly, a short update on the podcast. So I was interviewed by the Spencer Hawes' Niche Pursuits podcast last week, I think it was now, a couple of days ago. So if you want to go check that out and learn more about chief operators and where I think the online micro private equity and operator world is traveling, there's an hour conversation on there. So you can go check out that podcast. Um, Niche Pursuits has a crazy caliber of guests so their whole back catalog is is filled with some interesting people so you can kind of pick and choose who you'd be interested to hear from and go check that out if anyone has feedback about this podcast i would love to get any feedback that you have what you'd like to see how the sound recording is like and any ideas for the podcast for guests people i should have on and i may also look into bringing a co-host on for certain episodes so if you love this world and you might be interested in talking about different ideas around this world, I think it's fun to just jam with someone else and share ideas. So feel free to reach out as well if you'd be interested in that. And that is pretty much it for this week. Next week, I will hopefully give you another update on how the micro moguls update is going. So how building the SaaS companies and the portfolio is going, as well as a quick update on chief operators. We should have some interesting news on that front as well next week as well. Thanks, everyone. See you next episode.